0: Well, last time I preached a few weeks ago, uh, we looked at Romans 6 and we revisited how amazing the gospel is. It is good news. We talked about the waters of baptism, about how they're not just symbolic. When you get baptized, it is a powerful spiritual Um, Transaction that takes place where your old sinful nature dies and you get raised in the newness of life. So we hit that hard. And Romans 6 talks about death and dying and crucifixion 15 times, which is quite extraordinary. Like in the first 12 verses, I think it talks about die, you die, you've been crucified, you know. again and again and again, and we really ought to take note. That's there for a reason, and part of the reason why the church in the West particularly is weak, it's because we don't get this simple truth that you actually need to die, right? Right? You need to die. The gospel is not about, I'm going to live just a little bit for Jesus and I'm going to live a little bit for myself. And when I feel like it, I'll just jump into the camp that I want to be in. And the reason why the church is weak is because a lot of Christians are living for themselves while confessing Jesus, they're in two camps. It becomes really uncomfortable and it doesn't make any sense. What did Jesus say? If you're going to follow me, deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. Oh, we start nice and heavy. Isn't that good? (laughs) Praise God. This is like, man, If you want to find life, you've got to lose it. (laughs) If you want to find true life in God, you've got to lay down your life, lay down your rights, pick up your cross and follow Jesus. And, you know, if this is your first time in this church, you might be sitting there thinking, oh, my gosh, this is all a bit heavy. I didn't sign up for this. thought they were going to encourage me. Well, I do have an encouraging message for you. (laughs) I do have one. I haven't even looked at my notes yet. I've gone right off the page. (laughs) Oh, man. Where are we going to go? I have an encouraging message for you because while you may Die to sin and die to who you've never been created to be. You get to rise in newness of life. That's the good news of the gospel. You get to leave behind everything you were never made to be. And you get to be raised in the newness of life. Made in the image of Jesus. Praise God. So Romans 6 We're not going to hang out there too long because we really hit it hard last time. But Romans 6 verse 4 says, We were buried therefore with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. That means you've got a brand new life waiting for you to live now in this life, right? Verse 5 says, For if we have been united with him in a death like his, we shall certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. Oh, stop, and, stop and consider that for a minute. You will be resurrected in a resurrection like Jesus's. This, this fleshly body, it's not talking about one day when you go to heaven, it's talking about now. It's a reality you can have now. Colossians 3 verse 1 in the Passion Translation says it like, says it like this, Christ's resurrection is your resurrection too. Say it. Christ's resurrection is my resurrection. Say it. Christ's resurrection is my resurrection, right? We've got to preach to ourselves. Preach to your soul. Kath and Tim, hello. <laughs> Just saw you. Oh, okay, we'll keep going in, the, in Colossians. It says, this is why we are to yearn for all that is above for that's where Christ sits enthroned at the place of all power, honour and authority. <laughs> all power. Man, we're not called to live solely focused on what's going on in the, in the natural realm, Right? The way that we access Christ's resurrection power is by fixing our minds on him, on things above, right? It says, yes, feast on all the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not the distractions of the natural realm. Okay, this is instruction for us. Fill your mind, (laughs) With heavenly realities, this is what you think on. This is what you meditate on. So today, I'm going to give you five, five new creation realities for you to go home and chew on and meditate on. And I promise, if you make this your meditation, if you get into the Word, if you ask the Lord to reveal this to you, man, it will change your life. It has done to countless of people, okay? So the first one is, you are in Christ and he is in you. You are in Christ and he is in you. Some scripture. 1 Corinthians 6.17, I'm going to rapid fire some scriptures at you. Because you don't need to hear my thoughts about Scripture. You need to hear Scripture. And you need to let the Word of God go deep into your heart. Because when it does, guess what? That's when it bears fruit. Okay? We need to stop giving a rip about all of the fancy things that people say about the Word. And let the Word of God sink into our hearts and let the Holy Spirit teach us. Right? Ah, come on. He's in the room. I feel him. He's like, yes, come on, church. Let me teach you. Jesus said, it's better that I go away because I will send you a helper and he will teach you all things and lead you into all truth. So if you don't understand something, ask the Lord. He loves to teach us. I didn't understand any of this. Seven how long ago? Seven years ago, a good seven years ago. Didn't understand anything, couldn't couldn't preach, couldn't do anything. And I got real with the Lord. I was like, Lord, I'm missing something. Teach me. And my golly gosh, did He take a hold of me and teach me? Alright, so scripture. Sorry, I'm talking again. <clears throat> <clears throat> you are in Christ and He is in you. 1 Corinthians 6.17, but he who is joined to the Lord becomes one spirit with him. One spirit with the Lord. Man, boom. Meditate on that. You tell your soul when you're having a bad day and when you don't feel like worshipping the Lord, you're like, I am one spirit with the Lord. He's inside of me. What have you got to be upset about? My goodness. The Spirit of God, same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, is in me. Acts 17, 28. In him we live and move and have our being. In, In who? In Christ. Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me, and this life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loves me and gave himself for me. Come on. Who's living in me? Christ. Who's living in you? Christ. Christ. Where are you? You're dead. (laughs) You've been crucified. 1 John 4.17. By this, love is perfected with us so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. What's that talking about? As Jesus is. In heaven, right now, so are we in this world. That's a big fat invitation to you. And you might be like, well, I don't feel like Jesus right now. How do we live that out? What does that look like? It's a good question to ask the Holy Spirit. As Jesus is, so are you in this world. What was Jesus like when he was on the earth? He was full of love. He was compassionate. He was kind. He moved with the Spirit, man. He healed people. He manifested the fruit of the Spirit all of the time. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's who who we're called to be. As he is in this world, so are you. Colossians 2 verse 9. For in him, that's in Christ, dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and you are complete in him, who is the head of all principality and power. You're not broken, there's nothing missing. You are complete, why? Because you're in Christ. Other translations say, you are are filled in him. Nothing lacking, you are filled in Christ. If you feel empty, you remind yourself, I am in Christ, Lord fill me, fill me afresh. I remember um, years ago when the Lord was teaching me this, I was in prayer, probably meditating on one of these verses, thinking about it, just being like, Lord, can you teach me? And he showed me a vision. And I saw my body, but my skin was translucent. I could see through it. So I could see like veins and bones, and um, but I could I could tell it was me, and I could see that Jesus was inside of me. So I could see my body, but then I could see that he was in me. And then as I went about my day, I went and I, like, hugged my son, one of them, hugged them. Like, I could see it was Jesus' hand coming around my son. When I, when I was serving, it was him, like it, he, he's in me. It was a visual for me, like Christ is in me. When I pray for the sick, because I used to be like, Lord, are you going to heal them? What's going to happen? But I had that powerful visual. It's like it's not even me. It's him in me, through me, right? It's powerful. <clears throat> All right, so Christ is in you. And you are in him. Game changer. Number two, you're a son or a daughter and an heir. Oh. Romans eight, 15. We've got the message translation here. I don't normally read it, but I felt to today. This resurrection life you receive from God is not a timid, grace-tending life. It's adventurously expectant, greeting God with a child like, what's next, Papa? God's Spirit touches our spirits and confirms who we really are, father and children. And we know we are going to get what's coming to us, an unbelievable inheritance. Isn't that beautiful? We are not slaves. We are sons and daughters. We've got a good, good father. We've got an inheritance. It's not just when we go to heaven to be with him, it's now. The Bible is full of precious promises for us to take a hold of now. Find them. Take a hold of them. Praise God. All right, number three. You have the keys to the kingdom. Praise God. His resurrection is your resurrection too. You have the keys to the kingdom. Matthew 18:13. Now when Jesus came to the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, "Who do people say that the Son of Man is?" And they said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, "But who do you say that I am?" Jesus is asking you, "Who do you say that I am?" Can you answer that? What how you see him will affect how you live. And how you engage with him, who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. What's he saying? Is he building the church on on a man, on Peter? No, on the revelation that Jesus is the Christ. He's building the church on Christ. Jesus is the foundation. He's the cornerstone. He's the capstone. He's the alpha, the omega. He's the beginning, the end. We build on him. He is the center. He is the head of the church. He holds all things together, right? Man, we're... When Jesus is at the center of the church, man, we will see the church flourish and grow. We've got to fight to keep him there. Anyway, sorry, I'm on a tangent. (laughs) I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Was it just Peter who got the keys? No. He gave the keys to the church. Why is the world getting darker and darker? Because the church is not using the keys they've been given. We have authority and power. And we need to use it. Don't whinge about the problems. Use your authority and your power to shift the, the things that are happening. Many Christians don't even know there are keys. Come on. You do now. So use them. Bind and loose. What do we bind? Bind evil. Bind darkness. Bind demons. Bind sickness and disease. You have authority. We we're not on the losing side. We don't just get thrown around, you know, by whatever the devil wants to throw at us, no. Learn to stand, learn to fight. Christ is in you for goodness sake, let's go. What do we lose? The good stuff, blessing, the peace of God, healing. Let's lose some miracles, Loose love. Loose the kingdom of heaven. Release the presence and the power of God. That'll get rid of some darkness. Come on. How do we do that? Prayer. Prayer. Prayer and your words. What you say matters. Start governing the spiritual atmospheres that you're in. Your home Govern that spiritual atmosphere. You tell this, this, you know, stuff comes in, you tell it to rack off. In the name of Jesus, exercise authority in your workplaces, in your schools. Exercise authority, learn to govern. Christ is in you. Come on. Govern. A few more. Mark 16, 17 to 18. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Believers? Anyone? These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands, and if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Let's say it. I will cast out demons. Say it. I will speak in new tongues. I will pick up deadly serpents with my hands. The spiritual ones, you'll pick them up and you'll break them. Come on. If I drink deadly poison, it will not harm me. I will lay my hands on the sick and they will recover. Come on, preach it to yourself. Preach it to yourself. You read this thing until you believe it. Lost it. lost my page now. One more. John 14. 12. Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Huh. Wow. Greater works than Jesus. Why? Because Christ is in me. And I'm in him and he's given me the keys and I'm a son or a daughter because I've been resurrected in his likeness. Are you feeling encouraged? It's good. The Bible's good, isn't it? Number four, the gifts and the fruit of the Holy Spirit are yours. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 12, 4 to 11. Now, there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but the same God who empowers them all in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good, For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another... The ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. You need wisdom? Ask the Holy Spirit. It's a gift of the Spirit. Do you need to to discern something? Do you need to know whether something is God or not? Ask the Holy Spirit. This is not, it's not like God is just like, boom, Sharon gets the gift of wisdom. She doesn't get any of the other gifts. She just gets wisdom. It's like, no, we have access to all the gifts, all of them. You don't get put in a little peg hole For the gifts of the Spirit, he will give them to you as you need them. And for different circumstances, you need different gifts, right? All you have to do is ask. In fact, verse 31 says, to earnestly desire the higher gifts. It's not wrong to desire the gifts of the Holy Spirit, okay? we need them. We need the gifts of the Spirit. We desperately need them. Who wants to be dry, crusty religion without the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit? No one wants that, right? So, gifts of the Spirit and then Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified, there it is again, the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. What you believe affects What you do, if you believe that you're always going to be an angry person, guess what you're going to manifest? Anger, every time. How about we start believing that we're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, and I can manifest the love of God, the kindness of God, the patience of God in every situation doesn't mean I'm not going to be tempted. Remember, sin is crouching at your door, but you must rule over it. It's separate to you. You get to tell it, no, actually, I'm not going to partner with anger. That would sound weird coming out of Jesus' mouth, and as he is, so am I in this world, so it sure ought to sound weird coming out of my mouth, right? It's a good test. It sounds... Ugly coming out of the mouth of Jesus, then you, you seek the Holy Spirit as to how you should be responding. But you have access to the fruit of the Spirit. It's not biting your lip and trying to do better. It's this is who you are. Start believing that this is who you are and then engage with the Holy Spirit in, in intimacy, in your bedroom, by yourself, and then you will just be that because you're, you're gazing at the one who is love. You're talking and communing with God. And then that's what leaks out all over people. <sighs> Praise God. The fifth one. You become love. It's the best one. You become love. 1 Timothy 1 5. It says, The goal of our instruction is love, which springs from a pure heart and a good conscience and sincere faith. The goal, ugh, the goal of the gospel is that we would become love. Without love, you can be manifesting all the gifts of the Spirit. And it will just be a clanging cymbal, a noise. If you don't have love, you have nothing. And God is love. And if I'm beholding love, I'm going to become love. 1 1 John 13, 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. It's what Jesus said. New commandment. It's love. That's who we become. That's who we are. His resurrection is your resurrection. You might be thinking there, well, my life doesn't look anything like that right now. You don't have to go away condemned. This is a big, wide-open invitation for you to step into the fullness of knowing God. God. You don't have to go home feeling guilty or condemned. It's an invitation to know God. Because where does it all come from? John 15 says, abide in the vine and you will bear much fruit. It all comes from a place of intimacy. It's knowing him. Knowing him produces you looking like him, walking like him, sounding like him, manifesting him in every situation. It all comes from knowing him. There is no shortcut. There is no podcast that you can listen to that will change you into look look like Jesus. It comes from the secret place. It comes from being with him. And so Rather than go home condemned, go home and be with God. That is where transformation happens. It is alone with Him. And He teaches you stuff, and He opens your eyes, and He shows you crazy things that you could never imagine. He opens the Word to you. It's so special. But often we're just too busy. We're too busy to engage with him. So that's where we'll end. Man, engage with the Lord. That's where the power is. That's where you'll learn. How did I learn to do the things that I do? How, do I, how did I learn to govern atm- atm- atmospheres or cast out demons? It was with the Lord. It wasn't, it wasn't by attending a seminar It was with him. Praise God. All right, why don't we stand up? Hmm. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you that... Your resurrection, Jesus, is our resurrection. Thank you that you are in us and we are in you. Thank you, Lord, that we can become love. Thank you that we are sons and daughters. Thank you that we have an inheritance. Thank you, Father. Thank you that this Christian life is not just about surrender and giving up stuff. It's about gaining a whole new way of life, a whole new way of living, a whole new way of thinking, a whole new way of being. So, Father, I pray for every single person here. I pray for an upgrade in the Spirit. I pray that you would take them higher into your presence into your way of doing things, your way of being, your way of thinking, Father. I pray that you'd take them deeper into your word. I pray that you'd show them things. I pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation to be upon them, that they might know you more, God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for all of us stepping into this resurrection power and life. We want to live what you paid for, Jesus. Help us, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Praise God.